Hello introverts, INFPs, ISFPs, and perhaps even quiet ENFPs. Welcome to the INFP Daydreamer podcast. My name is Vicky and I am your host and I am an INFP. I am forever searching for my thing, my way to express and contribute to the world, always introspecting and wanting to know more about myself and the world around me. If you are here, then you probably feel the same way. In this podcast, I explore and share my thoughts and feelings around my experience in navigating life as an INFP, from creativity, uniqueness, schedules and productivity, being a dreamer, staying inspired and motivated, being a dabbler, trying to exercise and eat well, and my new love of nature and the outdoors, which also led me to a new interest in taking photos of landscapes. I do warn you though, these episodes are likely to be tangent driven, unscripted, and really an unpacking of ideas because us INFPs love to brainstorm, ask questions, and to be honest, we don't know how we really feel about something until we put it into the world. If this sounds like your thing, then grab a drink and a snack and enjoy. This episode was originally recorded to share with my Love Nurture Flourish audience. However, I have not yet done so. I'm a little nervous to actually let them hear it, but I feel it is a perfect INFP topic slash INFP experience as it involves exploring our auxiliary function of extroverted intuition. It is about me dabbling. It is me dabbling in full swing. It touches on my inner childish youth of being a teenager (laughs) and it also brought me a lot of fun. This episode involves me being a beginner, a dabbler, a lover of music and that when inspiration and motivation strikes, we are unstoppable. I hope you enjoy. Hi friends and welcome to the podcast today. My mission, message, purpose is all about helping others find inner clarity and inner confidence to live life in their own lane. This isn't just about health, movement, mindset or doing what some might might call serious work. It's also about lighter and expansive and fun and joyful things too. It's also about expressing yourself, experiencing things that are entertaining and of interest to you and trying things just for the fun of it and giving yourself permission to own it and be, you know, cool with it. So in line with my message about being confident living in my own lane, I'm going to share with you something hopefully interesting and unserious about me So I am currently into like really enjoying K-pop music. Um, So that's Korean pop music. I don't make it a secret these days that I enjoy Korean drama, but and I almost exclusively only watch K-drama on Netflix these days, but it makes me like really happy to watch K-drama. But at the moment, I'm enjoying a Korean boy band. 
I can't believe I'm actually saying this and sharing this as a 36 year old lady but hey it's making me happy and so I'm just gonna go with it um if you can hear some scratching in the background that's my dog and it's raining outside and she can't go out in the rain because she'll bring in a lot of wetness and mud into the house anyway but um Today's episode, though, is not about me going back to being 14 and fangirling about a bunch of young singing and dancing guys. It's actually about having fun as a beginner and learning something new. A big thing that I have learned on my own self-development journey is how curious I am to try the things that pique my interest. So by that, I mean I love trying I love trying new things as long as it's something that I feel compelled to try, like that I want to try it. It's not so easy to get me to try something I don't want to try, but that's another story. Um, So this happened with soap making many years ago. It happened with cupcake icing and frosting techniques. And it's happened with writing fiction and it's happened with drawing and like lots of things. I seem to see something and it's usually like on YouTube that looks super interesting and I feel this pull to experiencing doing that thing also like I'm drawn to I wonder how it feels to do this or that and I see this trait in my oldest daughter and I really really like love it seeing that in somebody and I really encourage it with her I used to think that for me that I had shiny object syndrome or that I couldn't stick to a hobby or stick to learning a skill but I've learned that I'm happiest when I'm being a dabbler. So in today's episode I'm going to be sharing with you my latest dabble and hopefully inspire and encourage you to try something new too or at the very least I hope I can amuse you. So here we go. So school holidays. So in school holidays, we usually spend most of our time at home. The kids get a chance to fully relax and do whatever they want to do. And for me, it's always a chance to just easily move through my day at the pace that I enjoy. And there's no stress around timelines and timeframes. And, you know, I really love that. But this school holidays, um, I found myself thoroughly enjoying watching this Korean boy band, um, this K-pop group on YouTube. And it's a fairly long story around how I came to be in this situation so but yet there I was going through some kind of second adolescence and I was a teenager I really loved the UK boy band called Five and the Backstreet Boys like were huge around that time too but I wasn't as into them Um, but if these particular guys were around back then, I probably would have lost my mind. Um, but K-pop is really different to anything I've seen before. And I used to love watching video clips when I was young and every Saturday morning watching Rage and everything like that. Um, but with like these video clips or movie, movie videos, they call them, um, everything is a thousand times more precise and aesthetic and produced, so the clothes, the choreography, the videography, like it's just, it's just something else. And there was this one song that came on that really like got me interested and I enjoyed the video and I liked the dancing and I really liked how it sounded. Um, so I didn't just watch the music video, but I watched like the dance practice and a bunch of other, like I went down a rabbit hole basically. And 
then I came across a dance tutorial for the chorus and somehow then found myself learning the dance. So first through just watching over and over the tutorial and trying to get my head around the steps and just so I knew like what did what what were they actually doing and um, the song's pretty fast too so you know of course I picked a difficult one but you know I went with my curiosity and actually I'll tell you the song um, and a link to it and a tutorial if like you're even remotely interested in seeing what I was attempting um, so the song the song is called monster and the group is called exo that's e-x-o and look I'm pretty embarrassed to admit that I thought I could learn this dance <laughs> but I'll link that and you can check it out if you really really want to so but if you do have a look the video is like just to like let you know the video is a little bit mature in theme in terms of like a bit of a, a violent theme but not like too much but just like if you've got little kids around or you know if you sense that's like an m15 kind of rating i think and that's just a heads up but the dance performance one doesn't have that storyline and imagery in it and actually the first time i saw the video i didn't even know what was going on but i found like a really awesome um, video reaction from a YouTuber. His name's Jordan Orm and he's a video editor and he reacts to music videos like from the perspective of an editor and um, he brings to light so many subtle and even not so subtle techniques that video editors use in music videos like to enhance the experience as the viewer and I just find that sort of thing really really fascinating and I think I spent a whole afternoon at least watching his videos on different video clips and movie video, music videos and um, well anyway he does a reaction to this song and like that really helped me figure out what was happening because I had no idea really what was going on <laughs> but um, he's really interesting if you're interested in I guess like a behind the scenes or like a perspective of how things are made and um, like for an audience so I'll link I'll link him in just you know out of interest for anyone and so anyway, I'm off topic. So that's, you know, although that's still the realm of creativity, which is what I'm really big on. Anyway, so I'm not a dancer, just putting that out there. I only remember dancing actual steps to the Macarena. And I don't know if anyone remembers this, but steps is five, six, seven, eight from like the late 90s. I didn't know about counting a beat. I didn't know and still don't know like what like moves or steps are called like if anything's got a specific name <laughs> and um I didn't know how to, yeah so I learned how to count a beat which was something new for me and plus also like my legs are affected by my disability so the footwork and if you watch it the video you'll know what footwork I'm talking about I can't do it it's beyond my ability but I just simply wanted to like I wanted to understand the moves and the dance moves and it's because what they're doing is really fast. I can't tell what's what, basically. But then, you know, I got this, like, bright idea. So I have learned, as you know, I've learned how to adapt yoga to a chair. Why not adapt this dance to a chair? Now, I know there's, like, wheelchair dancing on YouTube. And I thought, you know, I could maybe change this dance a little bit to suit, like, sitting. <laughs> and so then I became a little bit obsessed, like, intensely obsessed then. And... 
as I said, I'm not experienced in dancing or keeping with a beat or learning steps. So this was like, I'm a full newbie. Like this was so challenging, unbelievable, almost give upable. And, but I just wanted to get the chorus. So I think I literally must have taken 16 hours to learn 20 seconds of a dance. Like that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what we're working with. Now, first it was learning what the steps were, which was the biggest, big, you know, like a really big challenge. And I learned it in my head, like from watching the tutorial, how it went. And then I started to physically try them out. That was weird for me. My mind and my body seemed to have a communication problem. And much of what I wanted to do was lost in translation. I felt frustrated, but also determined. And I was having fun. And it was, that was an interesting combination of, of things, of feelings happening there, like having fun, but frustrated and challenged at the same time. But eventually things came together at 50% the speed it was meant to be. But I was still pretty proud of myself. With what I noticed, and it's probably quite obvious, with chair yoga and yoga, you have this opportunity to pause and recenter yourself and remember where you're up to. So if you're doing like a pose, if you're doing a pose, you can take the time to think about where where am I up to in this sequence and the class and what I'm going to be doing today. And with dance, well, it doesn't give you that opportunity. And I found myself left behind so many times <laughs> and I got so sweaty and it was a workout and even though I was seated, it was, you know, all body and all body workout. But when I nailed even three steps together, I was so excited because I knew then that I can learn dance steps and that was really good. Like that felt really good for me because but up till then it was like, I can't dance. I don't know how to dance. I can't do this and I can learn. That's what I learned. Um, then because I was tired and because I was fierce and I fiercely believe in mental rehearsal, I decided just to watch the dance video and count the beat and keep up with the steps. And, you know, like it's pretty fast. Like it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And, um, yeah, so it was, it was fast <laughs> and I think I must seem to those who know music and dancing, I must seem so amusing, um, especially if this sort of thing comes natural to you. <laughs> but at the same time, like this was something I wanted to challenge myself with. And eventually I did learn the chorus and plus a couple more parts of the song. And I altered some of the footwork, um, taking it out, obviously, because I'm sitting down, but a doing slightly different things but trying to keep as much of the original in it as I could and I actually could do it at the right pace as well which was really surprising for me so I was pretty stoked that I had achieved what I'd set out to and and for me like it wasn't it could in the past I could have really thought that was such a time-wasting thing to do like a pointless thing to do but it was good for my brain it was creating new pathways and connections. It was integrating coordination and body awareness and muscle memory and memory in general and getting out of my head and into my body. And I noticed that when I was in my head, I'd make more mistakes. So yeah, none of it was a waste of time despite not having, I guess, I suppose, any, um, I guess, 
practical gain or a measurable outcome that would affect other people in my life and, you know, like a purpose to it. (laughs) But it was just purely having fun and challenging and a chance not to take things seriously or be focused on the outcome. Just giving something a go and trying my best to see what I could do. So my point with this whole story is that I want to encourage you and or challenge you inspire perhaps I don't know um, for you to find something that you have wanted to try or maybe something you haven't thought of and just you know and just give something a go doesn't matter if you fail or aren't good at it as long as it's not dangerous and or it will endanger someone else I reckon give it a shot and there's actually this really great platform So if you want to learn something and you're not sure how to do it or you want to learn a new skill, there's this really cool platform called Skillshare that we are members of in our family. And I'll link it where you, yeah, I'll link it in the bottom or in the notes. And this platform is where you can pretty much learn any craft or art or digital creation or music or photography, like anything, I think. And I once spent a whole weekend learning how to use a camera like a DSLR camera, only to realize afterwards that I had no idea where our one was, like I'd lost it or I don't know where it's been put. So I couldn't put it into practical use, but I understand things a bit more now. Um, and it's really cool. Um, a really cool website to go on, set so Skillshare. But next time you find yourself saying something like, I wish I could dance, I wish I could sing, or I wish I could take good photos or paint or write a poem or cook a rainbow layer cake, um, ask yourself this. Who says I can't and why can't I? Why do I have to be already be good at it? Or why do I ever have to be good at it? And why does it have to be perfect anyway? Just ask yourself these questions and, you know, because it doesn't matter. If it's something for fun and you want to be and just enjoy being a beginner, you don't have to know how to do any of it. And just give yourself a chance to explore and discover and uncover and just experience that thing, whatever it is. It might turn out crap. My first cold process soap, which is making soap from scratch, was a disaster. I'd gotten all like I got I got myself all prepared and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make this soap. And it literally... When I put the stick blender in, it literally just clogged up into a big hard lump around the stick blender. Like it had gone wrong. And I was like, I can't do this. I have to get rid of this and never try again. But something in me kept making me want to just come back and try. And and it got better. I could make, like it was just that one-off. I never had that thing happen again. Like it clogged up around the stick blender, never happened again. And I learned to have, you know, make lots of different types of soap and really explored and you know just it was just really great and creative and I really enjoyed it and if I'd just given up (laughs) because I was I had like a crap experience I was um yeah I wouldn't have been able to make lots of soap and have a lot of fun um yeah but your first go might be a disaster and that doesn't matter um my first attempt at this dance and actually many 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 more attempts too were a fail but getting it wrong helps you learn and allows improvement. It doesn't matter if you get it wrong. And it's I think it's also, and I noticed this, and I've heard this before, that, you know, 
when you accomplish something, when you're a new, like a beginner and you accomplish or you learn something, you figure something out, even just a tiny bit, it's so good for your self-esteem. You feel really proud and you feel really accomplished and you feel really energized and it's, you just feel really happy. So I would love for you to let me know what you're going to try <laughs> and um, I'm going to leave that there, leave it here. Um, but I was, I was almost, when I was like, doing this dance and I'd actually got it I considered videoing myself doing it but I don't I don't think I'm that brave if I video it should I share it <laughs> anyway let me know so until next time uh, take care and I will talk to you soon <laughs> bye Okay, so there you have it, a fun and silly episode. I would absolutely love for you to have a think about what you are going to do as a beginner. And as far as the links to those YouTube videos, I will pop them in the show notes and I will also pop them in a blog post that is on www.elegantdaydreamer.com for you to check out. And I will see you next time and talk to you next time. Bye.